For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. B98.5's Tad and Drex Show podcast. Helping you catch up on what you missed. Tad and Drex are keeping you up to date with everything you need to know. It's Info to Go on B98.5. Brought to you by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Good morning, 528. Clouds, spots of rain today, 55 for a high. What's going on, Kara? The U.S. Olympic Team Marathon Trials are coming for Atlanta. February 29th, which is Leap Day, from noon to 3, the Atlanta Track Club will administer this year's race. Now, it's a 26.2-mile track. It'll start in front of Centennial Olympic Park, head down Marietta Street, toward Peachtree, make a couple of loops, go into some historic parts of Atlanta, and it's all going to be filmed for NBC. So this is trials for a marathon run for yes, Summer for Olympics. the marathon run for the Olympics that are going to Tokyo. The top three men and the top three women will move on to join the Olympic team. A marathon is where people just run. Yes, or yog. I think it's a soft J. No one's chasing them. <laughs> Nobody's okay. chasing them. Well, except sure. for the, you know, hopeful of having this gold medal okay. eventually. Can anybody run this race? Like, if I you think, think you're so. fast? I think these are people that have already been vetted and are, are in... In the running to be on the Olympic team already. As fast as you may run, if you want to feel insecure about your pace, go watch this. Right. I mean, I think it'll be less than three hours, but who get insecure over the old women on the treadmill at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Okay, so if you were to find an envelope unmarked with 900 bucks in it, would you keep it for yourself or would you go above and beyond to make sure you found the rightful owner? What is this again? We find an envelope with $900 in it? Yep. Oh, you got to find them. It's karma to find the rightful owner. If you do not find the rightful owner, you keep that money, your car will break down and it will cost you $1,000. <laughs> well, at least you got 900 of it to fix oh, it. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's so a stupid you question. Would keep it? All day. All day, Karen. Well, Chase Withers is a senior at Union, Union Grove High School, and he works at Chick-fil-A. As he was cleaning up the dining room, he did just this. Stumble upon an unmarked white envelope with $900 cash in it and made sure he went above and beyond to find the rightful owner. They turned out that they had put the receipt of what they had ordered from Chick-fil-A in that envelope and they were able to trace it back to the app that it was ordered from, get in contact with the rightful owner who this was their rent money. This was a single mom. So kudos to Chase and everybody else who would find something like that and make sure it got back to who really it belonged to. Drex, knowing now what you know, change your mind? That it was a single mom's rent? You wouldn't have known that before when you were taking right. the $900 a yeah. minute ago. You wouldn't have known that. I, I I think it's only fair if we ever ask that question again. Like, if you found this money, would you keep it? You have to say, like, what you, you have to say what the money is for first. You, you would don't never know. know. This then is I, the point. I'm this is asked, why you should not, return the money then, always. Then I refuse to answer. What if it was like this $900 was got because of a drug deal? Well, then, of course, I would take it. You don't know that, though. <laughs> well, I'm, so this is, these are the parameters of my game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that poor woman is not able to pay right. rent in and your scenario. Thankfully, this happened at Chick Fil A, where good, honest exactly. people work. Yeah. Thanks. TMZ and People Magazine call her to see what's happening. 
Are You Smarter Than Kara is on B98.5. Good morning, Amber and Covington. Good morning. Do you think you can beat Kara? You think you're smarter? I think so. Really? <laughs> okay. Why don't you go ahead and kick her out of the studio? Bye, Kara. See you, Amber. Good luck. Kara goes into today's competition with 702 wins and only 23 losses. <laughs> I'm about to make it number 24. All right. Oh. All right. We're going to ask you five pop culture questions. We'll bring Kara back in, ask her the same questions. If you answer more right than Kara, you'll win 100 bucks of her money. She answers more right than you. She wins. All ties go to the house. Are you ready? Yes. Number one, the live-action Mulan will be the first Disney movie with a PG-13 rating. What does PG stand for? Parental guidance. Number two, Harry Styles was robbed at knife point on Valentine's Day. True or false, Harry is the only member of One Direction that Taylor Swift has dated. Uh, false. Number three, Michael Jackson's California home is off the market after going unsold for five years. What's the name of that home? Oh, oh, goodness. Uh, that one I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Number four, Lark Voorhees told Dr. Oz she feels slighted that she wasn't asked to join the Saved by the Bell reboot. What was her character's name on Saved by the Bell? Oh. Lark Voorhees. Mm. I don't even know. <laughs> okay. Finally, number five, the umbrella Britney Spears used in her infamous 2007 attack is back on the auction block. What color was that umbrella? What? Did you say black? Black? <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't know how you would know half of these yeah. questions. Amber and Covington <laughs> said that she was going to be uh, the 24th person to beat Kara. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> you got one right. That was another oh question goodness. that Amber got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you ready, Kara? I'm ready. Same questions. Number one, the live action Mulan is going to be the first Disney movie with a PG-13 rating. What does PG stand for? Parental guidance. That's what Amber said. It's the only right one she got. Oh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> Number two, Harry Styles was robbed at knife point on Valentine's Day. True or false, Harry is the only member of One Direction that Taylor Swift dated. That is true. Yeah, Amber said false. Carrier up two to one. Number three, Michael Jackson's California home is off the market after going unsold for five years. What's the name of that home? Neverland Ranch. Yeah, Amber didn't have an answer. Three to one, Kara's up. Number four, Lark Voorhees told Dr. Oz she feels slighted. She wasn't asked to join the Save by the Bell reboot. What was her character's name on the show? Lisa Turtle. She was Lisa Jeez. Turtle. Amber didn't have an answer. <laughs> Kara, you're up four to one. This is what it feels like to get schooled by Kara. <laughs> Number five, the umbrella Britney Spears used in her infamous 2007 attack is back on the auction block. What color was that umbrella? Oh, blue? It was from the Bel Air Country Club, and it was solid green with a wooden handle. Oh. Amber said black. Final <laughs> score, four to one. Amber in Covington, are you smarter than Kara? No. <laughs> Kara, 703 wins and just 23 losses. Oh, oh. Sorry, Amber. <laughs> it's okay. The 98.5, 80s, 90s, and now, hello, I'm Tad. Hello, Drex. Hello, Tad. Kara. Good morning. You did something this weekend that you can't believe you've never done before. I know. It was the coolest thing. Have you ever been a hero? Like, saved a life and been a hero for saved someone? Saved a life? Yeah. I don't think so. No? No, yeah. So my husband Ryan and I were headed out to uh, a party at a friend's house over the weekend. And as we're leaving the neighborhood, I spot this cute little fluff and stuff. Yorkie just 
running across the street in the neighborhood. There's nobody around. There's no call leash on this little pup. There's, I mean, he's a little guy. Mm. So I tell Ryan to stop the car. I jump out of the car. I scoop this little nugget up. And thank goodness he's got some tags on his collar. His name is Reggie. I mean, Reggie the Yorkie, Reggie the Yorkie. He was the <laughs> coolest. And here I am thinking, mama's got a new baby. <laughs> but there's four phone numbers on the back of Reggie's. Four, how many? That's a little overkill. Four phone numbers on the back of Reggie's tag. Only one is a local number. So we started kind of freaking out a little bit. We call the first number. Nobody, nobody answers. Not even a answering machine. We call the second number. Same thing. Those were two, like, out-of-town numbers. We call the third out-of-town number. Nobody answers. We get an answering machine. We're like, hey, we think we may have found Reggie. Um, give us a call back. You know, this is our number. That was my question was going to be, did you leave a message? Or did you, like, did you immediately leave a message? Or did you hang up being like, okay, so. So I've answer. got a new baby. And <laughs> No. So I left a message. And then we finally call the last number. And a woman answers the phone. And we were like, do you know Reggie? And she's like, the dog? And we were like, yes, yes, we found Reggie. You know, the, we live in the neighborhood. And she's like, um, the dog is with my ex-boyfriend. Oh. And we were like, oh, well, would do you happen to know where he's living? We live on, you know, so-and-so street. Is he anywhere near that? Do you know the area at all? She's like, oh, God, I don't even know. She starts, like, fumbling around. She's like, I think I've got his address somewhere. I didn't know where he was when we were dating, so I don't know where he is now. Apparently not. So she says, okay, yes, he's living at, you know, blah, blah, blah on your street. And we're like, thank the Lord. So it's, I mean, down to the end of the neighborhood. Little Reggie had been hoofing it for a while. Mm -hmm. So we walk up to this house, and we are knocking on the door, and nobody answers. And we're (laughs) ringing the doorbell, and nobody answers. We go back to the car. We left Reggie in the car because I didn't, you know, we didn't know what was going on, if anybody was going to be there. And then this huge dog comes running after Ryan and, like, pins him in the corner. And this little lady comes out of the garage and she goes, oh, no, do you have Reggie? Ha! She knew. She knew. She's like, he's only lived here for a couple of weeks. This is the second time he's gotten out. Reggie, your shot collar goes back on today. And I'm like... Do I give Reggie back to this lady shot who's going to put a shot collar on him? But I I returned him. But I just felt like such a hero finding this little nugget and returning him to his rightful owner. I'm surprised you didn't keep Reggie. Those conditions. Yeah. Reggie's not safe. Well, you know, I'm such an animal lover. That's why I'm surprised that this hasn't happened to me before. Any kind of animal I see, I'm always on the lookout for, oh. you know, a stray to pick up. My wife save. has a leash in her car that she's waiting for. I do, too. Yeah. That is interesting. So it was the ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend kind of sharing custody of a dog. Yeah. Doesn't it have to... If you're in a, if you're like a, even a marriage, you divorce, like you can't be split in custody of the dog. It's got to stay in one place, doesn't oh, it? It's tough. She's like, I'm in Peachtree City, or else I'd come get it. And I'm like, it. Oh, they had split. I didn't Reggie. get that they had split custody. I thought the yes. boyfriend had the dog. Oh, well, the then boyfriend now you can see- had the dog, but That's- she was in Peachtree City. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, great. This is like no good deed goes unpunished. Exactly. Karen's going to end up in se- embroiled in some custody battle. She's going to have to testify about yeah. the safety of Reggie. It's going to be a hot mess. Maybe I should have just kept Reggie anyway. Should have. Right. <laughs> B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning. Thanks for listening. It's 8 o'clock. I'm Tad. Hey, 
Drex. Good morning. Kara. Good morning. So Ryan Newman was the driver that was injured, that big wreck at the end of the Daytona 500, and mm-hmm. we were all holding our breath wondering what happened to this guy because it was so horrible. Um, apparently, he has non-life-threatening injuries, serious but non-life-threatening, and is talking. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's miraculous. But Carrie, you were telling us there is a situation with his wife? Yeah, it's really sad. I guess the day before Valentine's Day, they announced that after 16 years of marriage that they will be amicably separating. Tough. So was she at the race then? She was not at the race. Oh, I saw that she tweeted after the race, just OMG. Yeah. Which was praying. I think they're friends and stuff. Like, oh, I of course. Yeah. Well, I Kara- mean, they have two little girls and they run a uh, animal rescue together. So right. they're they're trying to keep it friendly. So, Kara, I'm curious. Did she, Ryan Newman's wife, then come to the hospital, come to his side when all this went down? Well, I think she was like on vacation somewhere and okay. she did eventually, yes, have to get flown mm. from vacation to the hospital. Of course, and, that's what you do. Well, and you know what that, conver- you know what the first conversation between Ryan Newman in a hospital bed, hooked up to all of that stuff and the, and the, you know, the wife walks in, you know what that first conversation is? What? Oh, come on, really? I told you you shouldn't drive so fast. She sits down next to him, grabs his <laughs> hands and says, Ryan... Now do you believe me? Now are you ready to give all this up? No, no, no. I, I've argued this before. Is because I use this as an example. If you marry a NASCAR driver and they're dr- like, then you've married a NASCAR driver. Right. They drive fast for a living. But then the little like kind of the little thing about it though is is like then you have kids. Then she one night goes. I wish you wouldn't drive so fast. Mm-hmm. Like, it's time for you to retire. Yeah. We don't know that that's the conversation they had, but that's what you're speculating. I'm speculating that that's, that's probably why they broke up after 16 years and two daughters. The wife, Ryan Newman's wife was probably like, listen, Ryan, it's time to be done with this. Right. And then he gets into the accident and she walks into the hospital room and is like, okay, now we can let's get back together, but you need to quit NASCAR driving. Mm. Even with the bank that he's making, like the money that's involved, like I could see... A, re- a normal person, a normal couple, maybe a dangerous job. But the thing about even like firefighters and police officers, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the last people that are going to switch their jobs for love. I could, I agree with that. Right? I don't true. see. I don't see a police officer or a firefighter ever. Say, you know, wife coming say, oh, or a husband if it's the other side. You know, quit that job is very dangerous. That's in their blood. Right. Most of the time, mm-hmm. a firefighter has firefighters in their family, so that's yeah. in their blood. But I think it's happened before. I think a spouse could sit down with their spouse and say. Listen, I love you, but you got to be done. Especially if it's a non-life-threatening kind mm-hmm. of job, like quitting your job, changing your job, you know, just for love, just for the sake of the relationship. B, 98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning. It's Tad Drex and Kara. And according to our very brief amount of research here and talking with people off the air, it is very rare that somebody would give up a job for love. And we're talking about this because Ryan Newman was just in that giant crash. We mm-hmm. found out that uh, he and his wife decided to split right the day before uh, yeah. Valentine's Day. And you're speculating, Drex, that it's because yeah. he's a race car driver and she wishes she wouldn't. he wouldn't drive so fast. Well, I mean, they always say the thing that you fall in love with your spouse over is the thing that you like end up hating them over. Right. <laughs> I, that happened with my wife and I. When I we first met, I was 22. And I was on the radio, but I was also like a nightclub DJ. Inch, 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 oh, inch yeah. At 2 or 3 in the morning. And I think in my heart, I want to say that my wife found that attractive about me. Because I'd be at the club spinning the tunes, making everybody dance, and people are falling all over themselves <laughs> to get 
to me like, all right, easy. Did you meet her? Because I've I've known people that they've met their mate at the nightclub. The mate was the DJ. They mm-hmm. made a request. No, we, we met. She worked at the radio station that I worked at. All right. But then through the radio station, I would also like DJ at the nightclubs. And, you know, for the first two or three months, it was very sexy for her to come and like, that's my that's my man behind the decks. <laughs> you think? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then two months later, it was like, you're going to be gone until when? And those women are going to be dressed how? Mm-hmm. She and just got tired of going to the club, so she's like, if I'm not going, you're not going. Yeah, that's that's essentially what happened. And it was a tough discussion because, you know, DJs, the cost per hour, like our hourly rate, it's not bad. It's up there. Yeah, it's up there, It's sure. not bad at all when you're DJing a nightclub. And it's not like I was giving up a... $18 an hour job. Right. So that was a really tough discussion that we had. But because I'm smart and I wanted to marry her, <laughs> I stopped teaching. Because you're smart and you value your life. I was wondering <laughs> what the conversation went for. She's like, you're going to quit that job. And you said, no, yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, you oh, never said. Yes, I am. I never said no. You never said oh, no? You first... didn't even like push back a little bit? She, the, she never uh, said, my wife April never came out and said, uh, I want you to quit. I want this to be your last night. When she did it, it was always like, oh, I just don't like that you're doing it. Oh, you're always gone. But when she said, kind of drew the line in the sand, I don't want you doing this anymore. I would like for you to stop. It was over. When the hammer came down. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we're the, done. And I set the precedent, and the hammer's been coming down for 14 <laughs> long so years. you regret your decision? 14 resentful years. <laughs> <laughs> Pat and Drax are keeping you up to date with everything you need to know. It's Info to Go on B98.5. We are brought to you by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Good morning, 826. Clouds and some spots of rain today, 55 for a high. What's going on, Kara? People all over the world have been sending prayers and happy thoughts to Ryan Newman. He was the NASCAR driver involved in that terrible crash at the Daytona 500 Monday night. In the final turn, as he was in the lead, tragedy struck, and it took quite a while for them to get him out of the crashed vehicle. And then for us to even have word that he was alive. That he had non-life-threatening injuries in a crash that looked like it was the... I've never seen anything so bad. I know. It's absolutely incredible. Well, we finally got word that he is now awake and speaking with wow. family and doctors, but there's still no details on what his injuries are or if he'll ever return to racing. So just, I guess, fingers still crossed that he's mm-hmm. going to recover from this quickly. Would you return to racing? after? Some, I mean, I know that that's in their blood. <laughs> Would you race... To begin with, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even want to get in my car anymore. Right, after it's pretty that. scary. It's a race to a buffet line. <laughs> All right, check this out. Do you know you could be flagged as a possible suspect in a crime you had absolutely nothing to do with, <laughs> just because you're carrying a Georgia driver's license? What sounds crazy? But an investigation by Channel Two Action News found that law enforcement regularly asked the Georgia Department of Driver Services to run these facial recognition searches on potential criminals, but there's really no written policies or rules about this because our driver's license photos were never really meant to be used like this in the first place. So what would happen if you were to pop up as a match to some criminal? Would you get picked up by police immediately? 
Atlanta Police Sergeant John Chafee says not really necessarily. And we're not going to ever go to securing charges on that person simply based off a potential match from software like this. There's a lot more work that needs to go into it. Kara, I'm sure you think you look great in your driver's license photo, right? Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that picture. Drex, what do you think about yours? Mine, I'd take a bad one on purpose so that if I ever am arrested in a compromising situation... The police officer look at my ID and be like, oh, well, it's what you normally look like. All right, have a good day, sir. You normally look menacing? Yeah. See, I get in there, I wear glasses most of the time. Mm-hmm. So they're like, take your glasses off, yeah. move your head up, look down. And so by the time they get to the actual photo, I seriously look like a serial killer. Oh, gosh. So you and Drex will be <laughs> popping up in these searches. Yeah. I, I'm expecting I'm the safe. police to come barging through the door <laughs> at any second. 98.5, 80s, 90s, and now this is my favorite category on Wheel of Fortune called Before and After. And so I like to, I made a whole game out of it, but it's impossible to explain. Okay. It's, it's fun if you play it, so you guys know how to play. So I'll give you two clues. One word ties the two clues together. You'll get it as we go along. You guys ready? Yes. Um, we'll start with Kara, of course, as always, ladies first. Uh, Joe Jonas's wife is pregnant. She played Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones. So I need her real name and what Atlanta-based TNT stands for. It's a, it's a TV channel. Sophie Turner and Turner Broadcasting? TNT. Turner, Turner. Network Television. Oh. Ready for an early lead? Yes. Wow, this never happens. I need to like, stand up straighter. <laughs> he's, he's already got a little my chest out. Yeah. Mm. Number two for Drex, a Whitney Houston hologram concert tour kicks off in Europe February 25th. Oh, nice. Name Whitney's ex and what you're called when you suck up to people. Kara would be a Bobby Brown noser. I do not suck up to people. Uh, you, you're in, just trying to but, rub it in because I lost. But indirectly, person. you suck Stop up to it. people by like always trying to be the best <sighs> and like I'm going to take notes for everyone. Rex is in the lead. <laughs> he only does it because he can't do it at home. Just let it, True. Let it go. True. Um, Drex is in the lead. Kara, you can shut him down. By, yeah, yeah. Okay. Courtney Cox helped Jennifer Aniston celebrate her 51st birthday. Name the Friends theme song. <laughs> And where you might go to watch clips of old episodes of pretty much anything online. I'll be there for YouTube. Correct. <laughs> Back over to you, Drex. It's tied up at one apiece. Um, Rihanna and ASAP Rocky tried to uh, throw the paparazzi by showing up separately at a club. ASAP Rocky. I call him ASAP. Yes. Your hood. Yeah, I know. I'm very straight. So, listen. <laughs> uh, name this Rihanna song. And this Rihanna song. And so the two songs, you mash them together with one word, right? Is that before right, and after? Right, right, So we found love on the brain? Is correct. Oh, there it is. Now I kind of want Drex to lose after the yeah, ASAP deal. All I right, know. Kara, you ready? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Eminem broke records with uh, another one of his videos passing the billion views on YouTube, Mark. So uh, what Eminem is known as... And where Dorothy always threatened to send Sophia back to on the Golden Girls. What? Come on. Think about it. So easy. Think about Slim it. Shady Pines? We'll take that, yes. And finally, Drex. This yes. is if you get this right, you win. The dub. Minty flavored beverage being released today by McDonald's. And what Outcast wants you to do in their song, Hey Ya. Oh, Kara. 
is just wonderful. I'm going to let it breathe for a second. Cause I'm <laughs> oh, my gonna... gosh. I hate you. You just make it stop. You're going to shamrock. Shake it. Shake, shake, shake it. Shake, shake it like a Polaroid picture. A rare victory for Drex <laughs> that he will carry with him for the rest of the now month. Now I know why Kara likes to win so much because it, it feels, feels good, right? good. I know it does. Thanks for listening to the Tad and Drex Show podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and listen live weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.